from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Carly. And we're two of the hosts of The, the Cooler. Cooler. We are joined by a guest, a very special guest. He is a punk rocker, slash author, slash dancer, slash choreographer, slash zinster extraordinaire, slash a bunch of other things I don't have time to list right now. It is the always provocative, never boring, Brontez Pernell. I don't have my keys. Wait. Jingle, jingle. <laughs> Wait, here we go. Get the prop. Get the prop. It's so delayed now. Hold on. Yeah. This is real time. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what are y'all signs? Capricorn. Can you guess? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely not. I'm a Libra. Okay, cool. Yeah, what are you? I'm a Cancer double Sagittarius. Oh. See, I'd, I understood the Cancer bit, and then you went into some kind of witchcraft <laughs> that I don't understand. There's, like, your moon sign and your rising sign. And the way it's been explained to me is, like, the, your rising sign is what you're becoming in this life. Oh. And your moon sign, Ooh. I think, is, like, maybe how you present like, oh, like the the part the world sees. Yeah, like okay. I'm a Cancer, but like Sagittarius is I'm supposedly conflicted because like Sagittarius is this big fire sign, and Cancer is like this water sign. So, so I pres- emotional. I present as a lot of fire, <laughs> but I'm really just like I'm at home, just like <gasps> machine Also, supposedly conflicted is a really great name for an album. Supp- and you should absolutely steal that. I won't even charge. Supposedly conflicted. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, nah, they know. <laughs> they know. They can no Google mystery it. Like, no mystery. My presenting sign is Scorpio, so people think I'm an asshole. But then I'm really nice inside. He is such a little I have fluffy a mean marshmallow. face, I think, when I'm just like sitting. You have resting bitch face. Yeah. But we all do. All the best people do. Whatever. I have resting confused face or like <laughs> resting stone face. Like I was on tour the year before last. We had this German girl tour driver and she's just like, you have resting confused face. Like every time I see you pondering, you just look really oh confused. God. And I'm always like... But I am usually. Pondering is a good state to be in, though. At least you're thinking about the world. I think more people should do that. Contemplating the void. Yeah. You're the, gazing into the abyss and the, the abyss is looking back. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, God, it's so abyssy. So many good album names that are coming out sure. of this conversation. Supposedly conflicted is the memoir, I think. It's the oh, memoir. there we go. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly. Yeah, you have to whisper it. Otherwise. Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah, parenthetical. So longtime listeners of The Cooler will remember you from our third ever episode. Now we have like 113? Our first ever live show. That was rad. You were there. Showed up and served us some of your goodness. It was fun. (laughs) That was a fun do. A good helping of your goodness. How is the glowing human being sitting in front of us today different than the glowing human being we met in 2015? I definitely stopped going to the gym. I started smoking. Okay. Um, but I learned to be okay with all of those things. Yes. That's so, like the opposite of ever, what everyone normally tells you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've started going to the gym. I quit smoking. I don't drink as much. Absolute opposite with you. No, I totally do bad things. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then um, what else? I got into grad school. Yeah. Wow. Where are you going? UC Berkeley. Amazing. Very nice. Yeah. What are you studying? Uh, art practice. Nice. You should be teaching it, though. Um, I don't know if I'm ready. I just, like, <laughs> to be honest, I, like, went back to school because I just did not want to clip marijuana again. Right. It was, like, <laughs> the year before last was so bad. It was so bad. I was, like, up on this pot farm in, like, Northern California. This was your trimmigrant experience, right? Yeah, totally, right? 
I don't like being trapped with a bunch of white people in the California backwoods. Like, they got Ganesh tattoos, and they're Uh-oh. all, like, telling me to think positively. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't have to do any of those things. And the one person who, like, was running this camp was, like, this lesbian who had voted for Trump, and I was trapped up on the mountain. When that happened, this queen was, like, letting us have it, like, trying to convert us to libertarianism. I was like, oh, my God, I have to, like, go to school or just start selling drugs myself instead of clipping I don't I don't know like so that's when you started googling UC Berkeley admission yeah. <laughs> deadline or you google help. google help or google how can I get away from all these white dreads I mean you probably won't do it at UC Berkeley yeah. but mm, but it'll, it'll feel different it's you a can different access kind of white dread <laughs> since 2015 since we last saw you when you were standing on that stage with us God, that seems like such a long time ago. Babies. Oh, we were so young and naive. Now my hips all f***ed up. I don't go to the gym. Um, I never did. No, whatever. <laughs> I started eating gluten again. Wow. And How's dairy. That out for you? I mean, my joints ache, but it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's, it's mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. I mean, I was going to be going on about how you've been glowing up in a major way, but... Everything you're saying, you're kind of pushing back against. That. Oh no! I mean, no! I, I mean, I'm definitely doing good things, but then sometimes I don't know. There are these like in personal internal struggles mm-hmm. where you just sometimes you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna eat dairy. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. It's a season of my life, though. I'm not saying it's the whole story. This life is, is all phases. This is the season I'm in. I mean, you're a modest man, so please allow us to like trumpet some of your recent achievements, which have been gigantic. You just received the 2018 Whiting Award for fiction. <laughs> Yes. Like, that's pretty amazing. I was stoked. (laughs) If anyone doesn't know what that is, they should Google it right now because it is an accolade for sure. What was it like getting that call? This was like in February. They tell you like way before it happens, but they're like, don't tell anybody because we have to. Oh, you have to be quiet. Yeah, but of course I told like. You told everybody. (laughs) Are you kidding? Knowing you, it was not kept quiet. I would have like one beer and tell everyone at the bar. You don't even apply for it. It's like $50,000. Damn. There's 10 other winners. There's another winner too who's a San Francisco person. Ooh. We, came to New York we partied my mom drove up from Alabama it was the first time I saw her in like two years and we were just like wild and in New York actually we weren't even like wild and in New York that woman would like leave me right because she's like in rural Alabama normally she's used to walking for hours and not getting anywhere because that's just how it is she'd be leaving the hotel at like eight in the morning and I'm like where is she she's just like hey I'm in Chinatown hey I'm in the West Village hey I just walked over the bridge to Brooklyn this is great the places I will go (laughs) literally she would be gone for like five or six hours and I'm just like you know what girl get it I'm just gonna sleep so that was really exciting what does it feel like to live and breathe the counterculture as you definitely do but all of a sudden receive mainstream love like what does that feel like to you Okay, I haven't gotten the check yet, so it hasn't really hit, so I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I think once I get the check, I'll be like, well... It just feels good to have support. Like, you can pay your rent and, like, eat a burrito if you want. And, like, you know what I mean? And it you can feels... get the guac. And you can get the guac. Yeah. You could you just can... put it right on the bowl. Have the... You don't even have to eat it. You just be looking at it. Yeah. Just like, that's mine. I'll like... throw it away if I want to. It's paid for. Yeah, like maybe I'll put it on toast. Maybe I won't. So... Oh, my God. Toast. <laughs> Avocado toast, specifically. It feels so good being mm. gluten being pro-gluten? Yeah. Pro-gluten. Gluten-full. Gluten. Gluten. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if I see you next time and you have a tattoo that says gluten full, I will feel like my work on this earth is done. Okay, I, I can do that for yes. you. I, get the, I have the tools. Yes. Stick and poke. Oh, I do. This last one was a stick and poke. Oh, the bikini, bikini kill. kill one? Yeah. Mm, love it. For the listeners who can't see, Brontes just raised up his uh, sleeve in the manner of like a sailor aboard like a rickety ship that was like, ah, check these out. And it says, Arr. Mom, aka Bikini Kill, which raised you in a way. Oh, yeah. I yeah. could say that. I could definitely say that. Speaking of awards that you've received, you got the award for being called out by Fox News. <gasps> <laughs> they were, I think we didn't notice that. They were a little pissed that you got a NEA grant for your work. They took this blurb from your book and quoted it. He's a slut. He's a nerd. He's a waiter bored at work. This is his diary. And I was thinking, like, that's the worst they could find out of your work? Like, <laughs> pearl clutchers, try harder. Like, that. that's very, like, and they, know. And they put a link to it, too. So I was like, oh, great. Now a bunch of closeted dudes and homophobes are both going to, like, try to find me and kill me. But so far, nothing. You can't depend on men for anything in the <laughs> age. They're just like, oh, well, I got busy. Uh, I like, what I think is really funny about that, they're actually talking about feminist press. Feminist oh. press, they're the ones that got the grant. But then also I'm just like, I can't believe in this country we would give $30,000 a year to art. And I'm just like, how much does a bomb cost? Right? And oh. you come at us for 30000 Too real. Please. How much do you want for the military parade that's happening? And I'm like, and all, obviously only right-wing people pay taxes, right? So obviously. I'm just like, well, okay, well, let me itemize what I don't want to pay for with my tax dollars. Come over here and ask me about it. like. Yes. Come on. And so Feminist Press are the, the New York publishers, right, who, who published your book. My second book was Johnny, Would You Love Me If My Bleep Were Bigger. And they did bleep it out they, on they, Fox News, They right? bleeped it out, yeah. But that originally was on Rubes and Rudos. Mm-hmm. And like they're kind of like this label here that put out out-of-print delinquent 50s and 60s <laughs> literature. Nice. And they were like, oh, this will be a good modern match. And so they originally put it out, but Feminist Press reprinted it and then put it out. And then put out Since I Laid My Burn Down. The lady that used to be over Feminist Press, she left to start her own label called Dottier, Icelandic for Daughter. And she's putting out my children's book in a couple months. Hmm. Oh, what's the children's book called? It's called The Nightlife of Jacuzzi Gasket. Jacuzzi Gasket. I'm already into it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you give us like any more details? They call him Jacuzzi because that's where he was conceived. Oh, God. It's a kid's book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But also his mother works really late at night, so he has to keep his baby brother. And so it's just about him and his like imagination waiting till 2 a.m. till his mom gets in. All the children's books I usually read, especially about like little black kids, either kind of like erase their ethnicity, like, oh, Tom has a ball. Like, mm-hmm. there's like this, or it's like these super extraneous circumstances that feel like no one could ever get out of. But I wanted to show a kid that kind of had like, maybe not on paper, like the best, best life, but like he was not distressed, he was not abused. Mm-hmm. Like, his mom just worked. And, it's like yeah. the gray area that a lot of us occupy. It doesn't always have to be the extremes. No, yeah, for sure. I also like that it informs, you know, at the hot tub where there's a sign where it says, you can't be in here if you're pregnant. It does not say you can't get pregnant in here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what your book's about. I love it. Bringing that's awareness. What that's what you said. Oh, yeah. You're so observant. I, yeah. I have never gotten pregnant in a hot tub. I can... You've tried, though. (laughs) You gave it a bloody good go, and that's what we respect. (laughs) Oh, Lord. If only.
know this whole Roseanne reboot they're doing? Oh, God, yes. It kind of, like, you know you had this attack from Fox News for the funding you received from the National Endowment for the Arts. Creating art in the age of Trump. I don't know, like, Emmanuel and I were kind of thinking about... What are people like right of centre making in terms of art? And the only place I went was the Roseanne reboot. That's literally it. Yeah. And the only just... other thing I can think of is the brother from Growing Pains is now Cuckoo. I mean, I think he is. Make your own decision. Is that a medical but term? <laughs> he does that whole like Left Behind series where it's like, okay, everyone is sucked up into heaven They're except ratchet. the sinners who are left to suffer on earth. And he has this whole series and Christians love it but no one else watches it. And his sister was on Full House, DJ. Oh, Kurt Cameron. Yes, that's him. He actually, one time he did like kind of this weird anti-gay like gay movie, but he used, I was in his band Gravy Train, and at the end of it, he used a snippet from a Gravy Train song. <gasps> really? Yeah, and we were just kind of like, we were like, what? Like, how did that happen? But no, I'm all for Left Behind. If y'all want to go and get to heaven, go. <laughs> get gone. You go. You go. You do that. I'm, I'm going to suffer without you. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what hardship here on earth. Duh. So the song they used in the movie, was it to illustrate like the bad effects of gayness or was it like... It was actually the song called You Made Me Gay. Oh, they okay. used the... Um, they took you literally. They, the... <laughs> <laughs> that was really bizarre. I don't know what was going on, but yeah, the Roseanne reboot. I'm just not... I just didn't watch it. I don't... I actually not don't watch TV like at all, really. You're not I, missing much. It's I need fine. to explain why that is going to completely <laughs> disappoint me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, no, like, us Trump voters are really normal people. Let's throw in a little trans kid and a black kid, you right? know, just to show that we're okay. We have these guys. We're just That's like, who the president both wants dead. Like, right? great. No way, man. Like, well, how does it feel to be, like, an artist creating in the age of Trump? <sighs> I don't know. I feel like it's always been kind of... I remember the Bush years, but I was like wilding in the Bush years. You like, were. I was wilding. I remember. I'm like, I'm wilding in the Trump years. Like, <laughs> yeah. Status, still wilding. No, yeah. like It's definitely something different, but I don't know. I've, I've been feeling very nose to the grindstone about things. You're making things happen. I'm but just, you're also being wild on the side, which <laughs> is great. You're multitasking. All day. Like. <laughs> I feel you can't separate your wilding from your art, though, because I feel like one informs the other. Oh, gosh. I know, right? That's the expectation, right? One day you're 45 and you're writing, like, self-help books about how to be a good, sober partner. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I used to live in darkness, but now, <laughs> now that I recommitted to not eating gluten and going to the gym, <laughs> I am deserved to be loved. Someone is deserving of my love. You're like, it was that easy. Who knew? <laughs> Just had to get the membership back and stop eating bread. <laughs> oh, man. No. I'd... So you mentioned your dance degree and your time in Gravy Train, and that's where my first memory of you is from. You like dancing in your underwear at some show in the early aughts. Oh, like, Lord. There was a lot of it. <laughs> the song Hella Nervous and Sipping 40s and all that like was infused in my college years, and I did sip the 40s because... That was like an inspiration to be drunker and crazy. Because he told you to. And mm. also, I got hello, 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 nervous in class when I was still drunk. So it was all part of the process. But anyway, you now have your own dance company, aptly called Brontes Purnell Dance Company. Yeah. And you've said that your punk life has kind of informed your dancing life. Can you explain what that means? 
the kind of dance I do is like, I don't know, it's in the realm of such crazy performance. The last piece I did was called Chronic, a dance about marijuana. Oh my God, I love it. And it's about working in like the pot industry and like all the kind of like weird pot club histories Mm -hmm. that have happened in the city. And that was really fun. That premiered last year at um, Bill T. Jones' Theater Home. It premiered at New York Live Arts. And then it was at Fresh Festival. And then we're going to do another showing at the De Young. But, oh, awesome. Oh, actually, before that, too, I did a showing of it in Hamburg, Germany. Damn. Yeah. International fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, the boy situation in Germany is, like, so crazy. It's, like why? You can, like, be a bottom there. Like, <laughs> you can be, like, a black dude who's a bottom there, like, legit. Like, and it's just, like, I'm talking, like, six foot three white dudes, muscles, like, big old... Like, their American counterparts would not talk to you ever. You know what I'm saying? But, like, the second you land back in America, it's just, like, Mask for mask. Mask for mask. Like, 40-year-old bottom looking for BBC. Like, you got a BBC for me? I'm like, I have nothing for you. I have nothing for me either. We both have nothing. (laughs) I'm all out of that and F's to give. Oh, my God. It's, like, so crazy. Hamburg is different from Berlin. Like, they definitely don't F around too much with English. Like, I was like, I literally was just like, oh, hey. Come and they were like, this. nope. They're like, nah. <laughs> I feel like when this podcast drops, there's going to be like the spike in Google flight searches for Hamburg from oh, San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. get it. Resulting yeah. from this. It'll be all right. Like, like... Our next live show, Hamburg. Coming. <laughs> soon well talking of our live show oh man just thinking back to that 2015 live show it's funny because we just did one at the chapel in san francisco and it felt very different like as an experience it felt like we were a little bit older a little bit wiser we effed up a lot less we were less drunk last time we were so nervous we were just like rum all night long this time it was one rum shot at the beginning one in the middle and all of them at the end so you don't go out with five in you. You'd have been so proud of <laughs> so us. my date's in. Right? <laughs> five in you, your next memoir. Or chil- actually, children's book. No, there we go. Oh, man. <laughs> five in jacuzzi. Oh, my God. <laughs> but folks who listen to that live show that we did with you will know that we asked you a lot about, like, your upbringing as, like, this kind of, like, queer, punk, counterculture kid in Alabama. But the folks who haven't listened to that won't know about your upbringing. So Ah. what's like the version of that in a nutshell that you can kind of give to these folks who are discovering you for the first time on this podcast? I grew up in Triana, Alabama, population 400. Oof. It's mostly, yeah, mostly my family in the town. Mm -hmm. And then... I somehow got into punk as a teenager. Like how? What was that that moment like? I think I was just really mad. And so I wasn't like, I don't know, I wasn't that kid that was going to like sing a pretty R&B song or like rap about how awesome I am. I just wanted to like get on the microphone and just scream my head off. I somehow found the right people too. Plus, my grandma's brother was a blues musician in Oakland. Like in, gosh, he came here in the late 60s. But in 1970... Him and his friend bought Eli's Mile High, which became the home of the West Coast Blues. He worked at Galaxy Records, but he would come to Alabama in the summers and like teach me guitar and stuff. Nice. My great-great-grandfather was a blues musician called Hard Rock Charlie. It so, is in your blood then. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just like, yeah, like the punk scene was really cool, I think, in the 90s. Just it was somehow really vibrant. And I just, I met lots of people and I met lots of the connections that got me to California. So when I turned 19, I moved out here. 
Yeah, it's scary though sense. being a young kid and just making that leap. Well, I like had these friends, like Vice Cooler and this friend Steve, and this magazine here called Maximum Rock and Roll had this thing called Book Your Own Effing Life, where you could just get in touch with any kind of punk in your state. We were like all pen pals at 16. Anyway, one day they literally called me up and they're like, oh, we're moving to California. Like, they bought this old van, the speedometer didn't work. Turn signals work, but there was no registration for it and also no license plate. So we were just like, okay, like, we have to make it to California and make sure, like, the cops don't stop us and, like, impound all of the stuff we own. Like, but we totally made it. There was this one point where, like, my friend fell asleep and hit a bridge. Um, (laughs) Wait, the friend that was driving the van. Oh, my God. But we were like, we had not made it 30 minutes outside of Mobile, Alabama yet. Like, we weren't even out of Alabama. We realized we neither, none of us knew how to really change a tire. And so, like, we dressed like sluts, though. Like, I was totally wearing, like, (laughs) Daisy Dukes. And my friend was wearing this crop top with this, like, lipstick print on it. And his belt buckle said boy toy. (laughs) And just, like, these tight purple pants. And I think these two rednecks stopped because I think they, they thought we were, like, girls from far away and so when they rolled up on us they just like they were like what and then we were like help and just you know in the spirit of like southern kindness those men actually helped us change the tire oh my god but you know when they drove away they were like oh my god isn't that what um lux interior and poison ivy used to do um when uh, before they were in the cramps they used to um dress lux up as a, a woman uh, because they could hitchhike more easily. <laughs> That's what I heard. Because <laughs> they'd see Ivy and they were like, oh, yes. And then they'd see Lux like, from the back and they'd be like, oh, cool. Then they'd pull over and they'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good plan. Should we do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's game time. Are you ready for this? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) It's a short one. It's fine. Okay. This game is called Name That Riot Girl Band. (gasps) Okay. All right. You were made for this. Okay. It's it's fine. You actually love it. I can do this. And like extra points if you can even guess the album. Oh my God. But, you know, band name is fine. Okay. So I'm just going to play a little clip and then you tell me who it is. I'm not your little kitty cat. I'm not your sweet jelly smooth crack. I'm lady with the poop on me. Uh, either want to say Phantom Pregnancies or Huggy Bear. It is Huggy Bear. Ooh. Okay. Was is it on Taking the Rough with the Smooch? It's on Yeah 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 Yeah. Ah. And it's called Blow Dry. Oh my God. I'm like a girl with a poof on hair. That's real. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay, You're cool. one for one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next one. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So we'll just send that. Yeah, 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 that's is it Slater or Slater? I was hoping you would say it because I always I have never it. known. I've always said Slater, <laughs> but it feels wrong. Why would the E be there if it was just Slater? Christian Slater oh. Kenny. Sle- Slater Kenny, dig me out. Um, it's enough. Yes, it's enough. Ding ding. Aces and the final one. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure you know what this is. Okay, cool. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. 
the real Janelle off the real Janelle EP by Bratmobile. And that's about your friend and our coworker, Janelle. Oh, yes. Yes. She's like the coolest person that works here at KQED. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. That's my boo. And you guys sure. have collaborated on art projects together. Yeah. Cruising oh. Diaries, right? I joined this band of hers when I first moved here. She was the drummer in this band, Panty Raid. That was really fun. I've known Janelle since I was like 16 or 17. You can tell, like, you guys hugged right before this recording, and it was like one of those long emotional hugs. Like, a lot is going between your bodies and your minds. It's amazing. You can tell. You guys are in it for life. Yeah. I'm in good hands. (laughs) (laughs) She is too. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, if I may say. If I may say. (laughs) I was talking to her earlier today, and she has a picture of you as a child in her cubicle. Oh, my God. Is it the Bebe kids? It sure is. Yeah. It's with the knockoff Simpsons. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's funny because I see that picture pretty much every day and I've never known that was you. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> That's like, I think I'm like seven or eight in that photo. I had no idea that was you. That's so funny. Because we're running out of time, we're going to go into a lightning round. Yes. So I'll just like throw questions at you and then you just answer them quickly and we just get through this. Okay, there we go. I'm Because I have so much I want to know, but not enough time. Okay, there we go. So you were a fan of Kathleen Hanna from like way back. Uh-huh. You used to write her fan letters and now she's writing blurbs for your book, such as, quote, you'll want to grab strangers and read paragraphs to them. So how did you get from point A, fanboy, to point B, she's a fangirl of you? I had this teacher tell a group of drama students. I was in 10th grade drama class, and this teacher was like, gay people are a genetic mistake. And I knew that I was gay, so the only thing I needed to do was, like, I wrote Kathleen Hanna a letter, <laughs> and she wrote me back. And oh she God. was just like, she sent wow. me a La Tigre CD, and she was just like, yeah, that really sucks, but it's going to be cool, dude. And, like, before I was in Penny Raid, I wrote it for them, and they went on tour with La Tigre. So I met her, and I was just like, I wrote you that letter. And she was like, oh, I remember you. I used to keep your picture as a bookmark. And then oh my God. Gravy Train and La Tigre went on tour and stuff. And Amazing. Then, so, yeah, like. She was literally doing the work that your school counselor should have done to be like, it's going to be fine. Honey, that woman is a therapist. Like, she is mothering us all still. Like, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Okay, kill Mary from X Men. Okay. I have three suggestions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're like, let me go go. down the line. Cyclops, I would maybe. I don't know. Um, Okay. So we got Storm, obviously. Rogue or Psylocke. And I'm thinking like the 90s versions of them. Storm. Not Halle Berry. Version. Storm, Rogue, or Cyclops? Psylocke. Psylocke. Oh, Psylocke. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. See, it was Ooh. a Freudian slip because I've always had a thing for Cyclops. <laughs> oh, you can uh, switch it if you want. Um, I would I, f- I would kill Rogue because, like, she's a Southerner, too, and I just feel like there'd be that tension there. Right. Of, like, who could outdo each other you with that? you got to eliminate her. Yeah. Um, I, I marry Storm. I f*** Cyclops. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. Let's be real. It's pretty definitive. I mean, I said Cyclops. Psylocke. Sorry. Like, Both of them. Oh, it's clear where your, like, affections lie <laughs> Oh, here. my God. I know. <laughs> he has, like, one eye. Yeah. <laughs> all that's needed. Sexy. Blast me. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on the Who Bit Beyonce fiasco? I can't believe that anyone could get away with biting Beyonce and not be, like, 
killed or yeah, something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's actually like, exactly what I think. Well, technically, we don't know who they are, so they could be dead. We just don't know which <laughs> they, dead person did it. They are in concrete boots right now at the bottom of the nearest river that is closest to Beyonce's Stephen house. Stephen Hawking. <gasps> He's dead around the time that that happened. <laughs> Too much. Controversial theory. Oh man, no, no, Stephen wouldn't bite Beyonce. Stephen wouldn't do that. In an alternative universe, he would bite Beyonce because he always would say, like, for the One Direction fans, they were mad that or sad that Zayn left the group, and he said, "Don't worry. In an alternate dimension, Zayn is still in that group. There's like all kinds of possibilities." So, in some universe, he was the one. I feel like we need to recognize. <laughs> Stephen Hawking is the pop culture obsessive he actually was. No one really looked this head on when he was alive. Yeah. No, like, but he yeah. was down to chat about anything. Because yeah, when you're that bright and that smart, like if someone just wants to talk to you about astrophysics again, you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's before breakfast. Yeah. But One Direction, oh, well, there's layers man. to that. <laughs> It's the big and the pick. Hey, the big and the pick. Hey. Do you have your favorite thing that happened recently in pop culture? What's my favorite thing that happened in pop? Oh yeah, the Roxanne Shante biopic on Netflix. Oh. oh, it's super good. It's super good, and I just I love any type of story where it's like a young kid making it. Nas is in it, like, but like oh, him as a child, she was like kind of like a mentor to him. I never knew that. Nia Long plays her mom. Oh, wow. and she's really good, like really really good. The fashion is amazing. The girl who actually is starring in it, she's like a total newcomer. Had been in New York two weeks out of college, and they called her up and was like, "Hey, will you read for this part?" And so she's a smashing, smashing newcomer. Nice. I forget her name. So, yeah. And on the flip side of that, is there something that made you go, hmm, it can be Roseanne? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say um, um, Trump denying that Stormy Daniels was ever like paid off. Uh, right. Or this idea that he would be bummed that people knows he had sex with Stormy Daniels. Like, it seems like I feel like he probably gets some kind of sick, like, <laughs> out of it. But. And she did spank me with that magazine because my face was on it and I'm amazing. <laughs> I have to say, what I do love is Stormy Daniels saying that every time you call me a slut and a whore, I only get stronger. Her Twitter is my peak of the week. Yeah. She's hilarious, Like actually. words that are intended to shut people down, specifically women. Like the idea that every time you use them, they don't shut someone down. They just make them louder. They... Like that is a very exciting idea, regardless of your political affiliations. No, yeah. Like <laughs> that one tweet where they, this guy was being all like, you know, prostitutes will do anything for money. And she was just like, BS, no amount of money is going to make me wash your dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she has social media game. Yeah. And, to acknowledge and that. a drag queen name, which is right? amazing. <laughs> Shantae, you stay for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. And finally, what song are we outroing with this week? Your pick. Anna Wintour by Azalea Banks. Ooh. Ooh. It just, they literally, it just came out two hours ago. I know it's on YouTube, but I don't know where else. Topical. <laughs> I love it. Is it like lauding Anna Wintour or what was it about? It's so it's, new we haven't heard it. It's just her, her like, I'm back song. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm it's a... her um, back song a day before Cardi B drops her album. Ooh. Is this shady? Um, it's such different feels. I'm probably going to listen to the Azalea Banks more. We know. She knows her crowd. Yeah. Well, we'll be listening to it right now. 
Yes. Well, we have to. This is <laughs> Anna Wintour by Azalea Banks. I'm so cold, I'm so grown, I'm so real. I'm so sure of my diamonds designed to twinkle and bleed. Big thank you to our podcast papa, David Marcus, and our guardian angel, Ashley Ann Krigbaum as well as Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs, who always makes wonderful music for us. Until next time, you can find us on social media. I'm Excuse My Beauty with the first D on Instagram, without the first D on Twitter. I'm at Teacup in the Bay on all relevant platforms. And even though Jamidra isn't here, I'm going to just throw out the shout out for her. At Jamidra Says on all platforms. Twitter, where were you? Yeah. <laughs> How's Disneyland? You can reach me at Brontez Purnell, B-R-O-N-T-E-Z, Purnell, P-U-R-N-E-L-L, on Instagram. Slide into my DM. Oh, yeah. Double tap. (laughs) 